What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drunk Boy's Basement, where drunk conversations happen. It's another week, and uh, I'm not sick this time. And there's no one here but us. It's there's just, no guests it's the this original, time. It's the original boys. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel not to be sick? <clears throat> Honestly, have you, do you, when you get, you never seem to get sick. I, I get sick from time to time. I just. When yeah. you, like, are sick, and then, like, the two days or so after you're sick, you feel like a superhuman. Oh, you're like, you just want to do you, everything? You feel like so good. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. I that's the one thing about being sick that I've actually come to really like is after I feel better, dude, I feel amazing. <laughs> For like two or three days and then I go back to feeling like shit. See, mine is like, I'll be sick and then like the day after, it'll be like a one day thing where mm. I'm, I'm super Sean. I'm doing anything I oh, can. Yeah. I was the same way. <laughs> but the thing, the thing I've learned though is like, if you, it's hard, like, how do you say, if you act sick or like if you give in to being sick, you almost get sicker. I could see Whereas that. Whereas like, I was like, you know, still trying to do stuff and like I would wash my car and still try to just do basic like tasks. And in my opinion, I think that makes me like get over it faster, but then it also makes it so it's not as bad as it could be. I don't know. It's kind of hmm. weird to say it that way. I mean, I definitely get where you're coming from because I'm the same way. Like, if I get sick, I don't want to be bedridden. I'm like, yeah, I'll do I mean, anything if it, if it means not being bedridden. I mean, I'll like I'll get to the point where it's like, hey, I I do have to lay down or something. But if I don't like, if I really can keep going, then I'll just keep going. <laughs> and then it seems to shorten how sick I am. Sit up and watch some Netflix. <laughs> but see, I'm with how like busy my life is already. I only really allocate like one or two days a week to even doing that already. So if I do that when I'm sick, <clears throat> then I just feel like I'm wasting my time. I don't know. I get bored really easily. Like there's always something I could be doing. You know, I, I was going to say I try to be like that. Unfortunately, I do so many things I feel like. The moments I do get to sit down and do something like watch Netflix or play video games are like so nice to me. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is like <laughs> if it's once in a while, it's not like all the time. Then it's I guess much, it's like much more earned, and you feel a little bit more comfortable doing it than if you're just doing it all the time, being a lazy piece of shit. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, how was your week this week? Um, how does it feel to be 26 and pretty close to death? Uh, I mean. What sucks the most is that I have to pay my own insurance. You have to pay now. your own insurance. You ain't. You don't have insurance now. So I, I I got insurance until the end of the year, and then it's a question: Will I have insurance, or will I just be uninsured? Uninsured. Insurance <laughs> yeah. is expensive, dude. Just don't take me to the hospital. Let me die here. <laughs> I, I. It's like it, that's a funny thing. I I've been thinking about that a lot recently because like I. It, for, for the company, just opened up for, like, all of our benefits. I'm going to ask a stupid question. Do you actually, like, how much is, like, health insurance? I don't actually know. I'm, I'm quite people, sad. People, people listening <laughs> to this are be like, wow, they are young. <laughs> like, <laughs> I honestly don't know how much it, I know. I know from experience from, like, doctor bills that I've gotten that I, under my parents' insurance, like, it gets expensive. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's see. Let's see. I mean, it depends on the insurance you get. Um... I mean, well, it, yeah, I guess there's a lot of variables that go into it because you have the, what the, the like liability. So if like I cough on someone else, then they can't. That that is actually one insurance I can get. 
liability like, insurance. It, yeah, it's liability insurance. So it, it's like it's personal a, liability insurance. Yep, personal liability insurance. Mean? So pretty much, if uh, it, it's literally the same thing as if you have like auto insurance or like home insurance. Um, so it's like, can you get home liability insurance? Pretty sure, and I don't know what kind of home insurance what the home insurance does. Because to me, liability insurance on a car means like, if you hit somebody, the insurance company is going to be like, well, we're not going to pay you for it, but yeah, that. How does that Wait, work? What? <laughs> well, li- liability insurance is like the state minimum that you need to have to like drive around. Well, some states you yeah. need to have to drive around, but exactly, yeah. Then you hit somebody, and then it's like. That's it. Whereas if you have like full coverage, like there's other benefits to that, but it's more expensive. So how if you hit a tree? <laughs> yeah. So you have liability health insurance, which means like if no. you have the flu, the doctor's like, that's good. But if you had COVID, man, you're in trouble. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Well, well, the, the personal liability insurance I was speaking of is literally in addition to like any sort of like auto home insurance you have, like if you get in a car accident and your insurance only pays this much, I can use the insurance through my work to get more insurance. It sounds really weird saying that now, <laughs> but I thought that, but, um, I don't know how insurance, I'm gonna, I how insurance works to be honest. I know, right? I hate it. I, I've never dealt with it. I'm looking at it now. And it's just a bunch of jargon that I don't understand. Like there's a lot of this whole, we'll cover this amount of percent after you meet your deductible that i do know because my company has it to where you have to spend a minimum of seven thousand dollars before their insurance kicks in which is absolutely stupid which well actually give me a copay yeah but the thing is like seven grand like that's not even that much like in hospital bills i mean that's true well yeah i mean that that could be probably around like hmm yeah, well, I like, guess it's not that much. Like, like the most recent one, this was like probably two years ago, my mom got hospitalized because um, she had an operation on her leg and then she got sepsis from it. So it made her um, sick and then she had to get hospitalized from that. And um, I don't remember, I don't know why I was looking at like the bill. I think I was just trying to figure out why it was $210,000 and she was in the hospital for two days. Oh my God. And like the meals that they like just give you like they, that's just part of being in the hospital. We're like a thousand dollars a piece. What? Yeah, and I was like, you don't get to choose. <laughs> like, you know, I I think I well, I'm gonna say this. I think the pricing <clears throat> of the healthcare industry is getting ridiculous because they know they can charge your insurance company as much as they would like, and the insurance company just has to pay it. So stupid. Yeah, but the insurance companies like insurance. The insurance industry is like a trillion dollar industry, though. Well, true. It's like a it's see. A here's industry. the thing, though. <clears throat> if healthcare, if they were to reduce their pricing, then potentially health insurance would be cheaper. How do you reckon that they do that, though? Because that's uh, that's the same debate as saying if they increase minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. That doesn't do anything for anybody because everything else is going to get expensive. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is... You decrease the cost of health insurance, but then something else is going to increase, like your taxes. I mean, that's that's like universal health care in Canada. Yeah, it's all these people have all this free health care. 
air quotes around free, but then they get taxed and all this other shit comes into fruition at the end of the year for them. But it's still universal healthcare. I mean, that that's the thing is nothing is free. Nothing. Oh, I've never, I didn't say make healthcare free. No, I know that, but I'm saying like, even if you make any of that stuff cheaper, something else is going to come in to compensate for the fact that that's cheaper, whether it's your taxes or hmm. your taxes or <laughs> your taxes. I don't I mean, that's just how the U.S. works. Taxes just screw everything over. All I know is I have never been to the, I have never had to myself go to the hospital. Well, I don't see any wood in this room. <laughs> only laminate yeah um so it's really hard for me to think about what insurance i want because in the event that somehow i do have some sort of medical thing that happens uh yeah well just don't if someone's like i'm gonna call you an ambulance like don't call me just take me you take me to the hospital (laughs) call me an uber yeah call me and it's (laughs) cheaper than an ambulance that's for damn sure But see, even things like that, why is it char- why do they charge like $10,000 for a ride to the hospital? Because they can. I mean, it's capitalization on the fact that there's not some do- like there's not an Uber for people to get in accidents. I mean, the am- the ambulance companies are that Uber. Well, we just need to go in and fix that. How? We got to start our own like ambulance thing. That's literally all, that's how it already is. <laughs> like, ho- you realize that hospitals, a lot of the hospitals don't own the ambulances that pull up to the front of them, right? Uh, I, I don't know that much about hospitals. Well, no, I mean, it's like, when, when you sign on as an EMT, like when I was doing my EMT training in California, you like, you, you get certified and do all the stuff, and then you can go out and work for an EMT company. And it's literally an EMT company. So it's a, it's a company that hires EMTs and they have their own ambulances and then they contract through the hospitals and through 911 and all that stuff. Huh. Interesting. So like, like the fire departments, do they have their ambulances? Like it says unified on the side of it. Like they own that one. Like that's theirs. But like the Blue Cross Blue Shield um, ambulances, that's a private company. Regents, that's another private company. So like all the ambulances that don't have any like city markings on them are privately owned companies. Those are the guys. If you want to talk about making money, the guys that own, like the, the outfits that own those companies, those guys are the ones that make money because they can virtually charge whatever they want. Their operating costs are medical supplies, employees, and EMTs make maybe $15 an hour. And so they're not making that much. That's one thing I do remember is EMTs don't make a whole lot. Even the paramedics, the ones that drive the ambulances, so they're theoretically more certified than the EMTs are. Those guys are maybe, maybe making 20 bucks an hour. But the thing is, like, my well, my point is, is, like, the overhead for a lot of those ambulance companies are really marginal because they buy five or six outfitted ambulances. They have connections with all of the health companies that give them, like, IVs and bandages and shit. And then they just outsource all of their employees. So that's that's why you can charge like ten thousand dollars for an ambulance, right? And then you can start talking about like um, uh, <clears throat> what is it called? Uh, the helicopter? Uh, life flight. Life flight. I mean, just just to fire that thing up is like fifteen grand. <laughs> no, like like they turn the helicopter on 
the second they fire the helicopter up, that starts your bill. So for as long as it's, as long as the rotor's spinning, you're getting charged for it. (laughs) And yeah, that's, that's even more expensive. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. We need a, what was it? Communist healthcare? Communist healthcare? (laughs) Uh, Never mind, never mind. Socialist healthcare. I don't even know, like, some dude's dying in the back room, but then some other guy broke his leg, but they're going to treat the guy the same way that broke his leg as the same guy that's dying, because that's communist healthcare. Everyone everyone deserves the same treatment. This guy guy needs antibiotics, but we're going to give him a cast. Because that other guy got a cast, and he'll be fine. Oh my god! Communist healthcare. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Socialist healthcare. I want to actually see if Google says anything about. Hold on. Let's let's see what uh, what for communist healthcare that we're getting up here. Communist medical club. Oh, I grew up in the USSR. <laughs> what? Does communism have free health care? The government owned and ran... Oh, I don't know. Where is the... Oh, this is about Russia. The government owned and ran all health care, and it was free to the people. However, the quality and the care in the health care system was terrible. <laughs> One-star reviews all around. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the thing, like I was saying, is like you make that stuff free... Then that starts to cut back on the fact that like half the doctors won't have like very good credentials. People don't know what they're doing. All the stuff will be underfunded. Like, because yeah. I mean, you look at it in the sense of like, like a, <clears throat> an archaeological, archaeological, an archaeological exploration, exploration. Jesus, like you, you think about the people that fund that kind of stuff. They're really the people that are funding that really aren't getting any money back. So that's why, like, you look at the fact that people are okay with like defunding. Well, that major government seems to be okay with defunding like schools, so, like uh, education and stuff like that. Because in a capitalist society, like realistically, no one's making any money off that besides the people that are working in that like system right so it's like if you donated a bunch of money to the school system you're not getting any of that back so the reason it's so easy to defund stuff like that is because it's like there's no money to be made in that whole thing anyway you won't feel it you won't feel it in your pockets <laughs> well no but that's why like a communist healthcare system would be is like yeah we can make it free but it's going to be shitty because we're not no one's making any money off of it what was it i i, I was learning about how um like how, how we price things, the, the economy prices things um, based see. on... Uh, supply and demand. It? What? Supply and demand. It wasn't even supply. Or I, I guess, yeah, in a, in a grand view, it is supply and demand. Um, but yeah, like like the problem with going with free healthcare is that everyone would be going for the stupidest of things and the hospitals would be clogged for stupid reasons. <laughs> Well, that's one of the things that I didn't read, but it said that the waits were super long, like all the time, all forever, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would make sense. <laughs> but I, I think that, like, well, I mean, you look at, like, the the presidential debates and stuff like that, and, like... Oh, goodness. The Well, this is... Stu- that was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about was, like, the, the 
I just read somewhere that like the Trump administration wants to cut Medicaid or Medicare back to like 18 instead of 26. And anyway, um, but one of the epiphanies I had this week was <clears throat> I was at the gym and I, some dude, there's a, the, the news was playing on a TV in my gym and some guy was shaking his head at the news. And so I paused my music to see what he was shaking his head at. And, um, he kind of, he, like, he noticed I was looking at him, so he started talking to me, and, and I was, you know, he's like, this this whole, like, coronavirus thing is bullshit, like, it's a hoax. And I was like, well, why, why do you think it's, like, a hoax? And, and he was like, well, because yesterday, the number, and I don't know what statistics or graph he was talking about, but he was like, yesterday, KSL was saying that there was, like, an 80% margin index but then the day before that, there was a 65% margin index. But then the day before that, there was a 94% margin index. And he was like, it doesn't make any sense because no one's at, no one knows the right numbers for coronavirus. Like, no one knows what's going on. So this whole thing's bullshit. And it's just allowing the government to control people more than it already is. And I was like, first off, I'm on a lot of pre-workout here. Second, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you about this because I don't really know uh, probably as much as you think you know about it. But the epiphany I had was <clears throat> if I was to sit there and argue with him that it was his 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 standpoint of it being a hoax was not necessarily the fact that coronavirus isn't real but it's the fact that it's not as bad and as severe as people make it out to be that was his standpoint of a hoax and so I was thinking on the way home well what would make my justification any more right or wrong than his like if I was to sit there and say you're wrong coronavirus is bad and people are dying the only statistic I have about that is that 211,000 Americans have died from it I mean that's that is a statistic that I've seen on the news I'm not I don't really think that it's fair to say that's a factual statement because some news places are not exactly factually correct but my point is, what makes his standpoint or my standpoint more right or wrong than his standpoint? Like, who's to say that he's not right and I'm not right and he's not wrong and I'm not wrong? So then I thought about that on a bigger scale of like the elections. And you look at the fact that, do you ever recall a time in your life when the amount of like bombardment that you would get between social media and mass media about voting? Yeah. Do, you, do you ever recall a scenario where that was the case? Where you, you literally every other ad is vote, vote. You got to vote. Your voice matters. You got to vote, 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 vote. You got to vote. I feel like that's every year. No. Because this time of year, it's typically like, hey, it's election year. Go ahead and vote. But this year in particular, it's much more focused on getting a so unnamed person out of office and uh, the, 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 re the reason the reason i say that is because i was talking to my mom about this last night and <clears throat> so there's a few points i can make my first point is when i really think about the election and the candidates of trump and biden how much do you actually if you, this is taking all non like 
this is if you straight up just watch the news. There's no excess research done. You just watch what's on TV. How much between the two candidates do you know that they've done positively? Uh, absolutely nothing. How much do you know about both candidates that they've done poorly? Uh, I mean, yeah. What I, I'm going to say absolutely nothing if we're thinking about just what we see on the news. No, no, no. Well, well my, my point is, personally speaking, if I took into account the or if I, if I discounted any outside research that was done and I strictly just watched like CNN, KSL, MSNBC, I don't know what Trump has done positively, but I know what he's done negatively. Of course. I don't know what Biden has done positively. But I also don't know what he's done negatively. The only thing I know is that a lot of people like him because he's old as shit, he's been in politics forever, and he was the vice president at one point. See, That's, two, that's all I know. I, I, I'm going to say this. Two of those points you can't really say because why doesn't everyone love Bernie? Who's old as shit and hasn't been in politics forever. Well, but I mean that's, <laughs> that's like well, – what my point is if you only take what you see for like uh, – at face value yeah in my personal opinion speaking personally i don't know jack shit about either of these two people it's true i don't honestly Biden, the only thing i know is that he's been a politician and he was a vice president whereas trump all i know all i really know about him is that he's had multiple failed businesses that's pretty much the only things i actually can say i, I know about each one about each candidate and see that's that's my point so you 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 scale that back into a conversation like voting and how there's clearly a large group of people out there that want trump out of office okay that's fair to say right that's fair that's fair so would it also be fair to say that that could be considered bias voting. Bias vote. Bias, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> bias voting. Almost definitely. Could you also then say, if you had an individual now? Now but, here's here's something else I've seen recently. It makes you think. I'm I'm thinking about all this very well, objectively. I, I I was gonna say one thing on that that bias thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the problem with politics. That's all it is is bias. But see, okay, that's where I was going with this next point. So okay, so so you have the two like it's, you have bias on on the left the left side of the aisle on the right side of the aisle right okay, right. you have the other option to vote independently. The thing that I've seen recently, which I don't understand and I haven't looked into it because I thought it was absurd, but I've seen this on a lot of social media posts, specifically Twitter. But people are now saying that if you vote third party, then you're not taking into account the interest of the country and minorities. What? <laughs> my point exactly i was like what the fuck what does that what does that mean what does that have to do with anything first yeah well so, I, I should say it has something to do with things to do with it but well but then so i was like okay so now you, you what do you how do you how do you vote from a moral standpoint because in in the left side you're gonna have or, or okay let's say on the left side you have biden and people don't like him because he's whatever you have on the right side, you have Trump. People don't like him because whatever. You have independent voting, but people don't like that because of whatever. 
So from a moral standpoint, what are you supposed to do? You vote for Trump, people are going to hate your decision. You vote for Biden, people are going to hate your decision. You vote independently, people are going to hate your decision. Now, I know you could say, well, you can't let like opinions like that sway your voting. Sure, whatever. But think about it from one second from a moral standpoint. If you want everyone to be happy because a morally virtuous person wants people to be happy and wants themselves to be virtuous and allow them to portray positive positivity on other people, that's a virtuous person. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a win-win for everybody involved. Uh, yeah. So when you think about voting from a, a, a moral standpoint, what are you supposed to do? Like, honestly, because all three sides, you're going to lose. Exactly. It's, that's what, that's one, that's what I hate about politics is that there, there really is no winning. Like, it's whatever you do is wrong to somebody somewhere. That, that's the problem. That's, uh, there's actually a whole entire thing I've been reading about, which kind of relates to this. It's like, uh, it's called confirmation bias. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know what that is. So it's like, it's like, no matter what, actually, I'm going to put it in this way. Mm. It's just like customer service. Okay, go on. You're you were trying to do something uh, for the country by voting for who you think is the best president. Who? So am I the customer? So so in this in this um, I would say you are the company. Okay, I'm the okay I'm the company, and the yeah. country is the customer. Yeah, the country is the customer. Okay, right. so you're the company trying to do something good for the country that you think is good for the country. Mm-hmm. That is voting. Yeah. Um, and the problem is there's going to be people who call in. They're like, bro, that's an amazing decision. I, or let's put it in a uh, company term. That's, this is a great product mm-hmm. that you've come out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be the people that call in. They're like, dude, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> that was a terrible decision. <clears throat> what the hell are you doing with this product? Yeah. Um, so it, that, that's, that's a sad thing with how big, a, I, I, I mean, I, as much as I hate to, I, I hate to say, I don't, I don't think there's any way to beat. I don't know where I'm going with this right now. All I was gonna say is, is no matter what, you're never gonna be 100 uh, percent correct in society. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not, I don't, I don't disagree with that point, but I, I, I guess the thing that. That's the thing that I've always well. That's the thing that I've always been been stuck on is they you know society as a whole has has concluded that voting's important for one reason or another, right? Yeah. But the thing that I've failed to understand is what 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 is making it important if it's not going to go the way that the, the what what I'm getting at is like. You're, you're, you're like the voice of the country. Like you're, you're the people, you're the people that are like, this is how it should be done. Right. Yeah. So then if, if you vote and it goes South or the opposite way that you voted for, then would that mean that you did something wrong? Would that mean that you're not looking out for the best interest of the country? It's Things that I know are seem very simple, but when you really dive down into like the morality of the whole thing, it's like it's a lose lose no matter what you do. I I understand the, the the duty of the citizen to vote. I get all that and I understand all that, but my question is looking at it from a morally objective standpoint, like if you're making as 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 
much of an important decision as people make it out to be and as, as it seems to be, then you'd think that you would want to go into this with every fact, every piece of knowledge that you could obtain before you make a decision like that, right? Like you, I mean, there are some people that go out and fucking buy a car because they can afford it and they just do whatever. But I, th- for, for, for example's sake, there are also a lot of people that know that they're about to spend $50,000 and they want to make sure that $50,000 investment has everything they want and more and it's going to be the best purchase they made to their best ability. So then you look at that in voting terms when going back to my mass media thing where we're assuming that a lot of these people really are just seeing everything that happens at face value and there's not really very much research done into things besides seeing what they're being told. Do you get where I'm going with this? I think so. So let me back up. What I was getting at originally was let's say well let's not say it's not really proven fact but it's a general assumption general consensus really that the majority of americans get their their news on the news from whichever gives them their the information they want to hear so then what makes the fact that news and mass media like that isn't already pre-biased to the where people as like you just said are hearing things that they want to hear and then it turns into the fact that they're going into a, a, a presidential voting booth with facts that may or may not be true. That's just what they were told. Because we're operating under the assumption that a lot of these people aren't going to go and like fact check a lot of this shit because they just assume that all of it's true. Or most of it's true. Yeah. So that's the thing for years that I've always been so confused about is for something that seems to be such a massive responsibility, why is it so misunderstood and why why is there so much stuff that just seems to go by the wayside like well kennedy president kennedy was everyone loved him but he wasn't perfect by any means he did a lot of things wrong but the people only saw the positive side of it sure there were people that were objective and saw the negatives but the majority of the public saw the positives he was a great president all this he was a great guy blah 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 with trump Everyone sees the negatives because that's what's portrayed. I'm sure yeah. there are some positives. Absolutely, I'm sure there are some positives. And the same thing with Biden. I'm sure there are a lot of bad things. <laughs> but the thing is, like I was saying, to round that whole thing out, is you don't see the bad things about Biden and you don't see the good things about Trump. At least I don't. Because if I'm looking at all of this stuff from mass media as a whole, from CNN, I have seen nothing over the past four years that Trump has done positively. Not one single person on CNN and MSNBC has been like, yeah, he did this and it actually helped this part of the government. Oh, that totally reminds me of something I saw on Facebook. Do you get what I'm getting at here? Yeah, but I get what you're getting at. It's, it's just like for as much of an importance that this thing is, there seems to, in my opinion, be so much that's misunderstood, at least to myself. If I'm looking at this personally... If I wanted to be an informed voter, then it would take me a while to understand exactly what the hell's going on. And let's be honest, I don't want to do that. I would rather get it from the media that I watch on TV, but at the same time, I can't trust that. But what's to say that you're 
that the article you're reading on the internet isn't biased. How do you know? It's true, especially being on the internet. That's almost more biased sometimes. Yeah, so it's like it's like what do or you? I shouldn't even say bias. It's sometimes it's not even fully truthful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, what do you do in a situation like that? How how do you how do you tell like the next generation this is this is what to do to this is it? I was never none of this was ever explained to me when I turned eighteen. It was like, oh, you're eighteen <laughs> now. You can go make stupid decisions and vote someone that you don't understand in a an office. Yo, where's the politics classes in high school? <laughs> it's just something that I really started to think about. I don't know why, but it started with the fact that I have seen more ads for voting this election year than I've ever seen in my entire life. And even when I was talking to my parents about it, they both agreed. And to me, that's when I got on, like I said, the topic about political or, or voting bias is because mm-hmm. Why, why answer me this then why this year out of all the other years is it so important to vote what makes this year so much more important uh i mean you made or you made me think about this one thing <clears throat> i'm pretty sure like the government's terrified of a, the re, of a re-election how do you figure i mean you think about how much I don't even care. I, I like how much Trump has like really shaken up the government, and like the people he's who, who've been there forever. He's just gotten rid of, mm-hmm. like literally whatever the whatever they're doing in government, whatever inside standards they've set, yeah, are totally getting uh, jumbled with him in, in office, and he's not afraid to fight people. His body. That's the funny thing. I've actually been watching. This is the one thing that I have been doing recently. Is watching videos about Trump and like who he is and like how he's so much different than every other president. He's the only president that will turn and face you and give you a, a comment. Most, if you actually watch elections, a lot of the time the the candidate? I told, yeah the candidate that's what I'm looking for. The candidate will turn their head and talk to somebody. Trump will move his whole body and be and actually talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like he's not afraid to put up a fight to to get or I shouldn't say get what he wants, uh, but to stand up for what he feels is right. So in essence, you're saying that, in your opinion, there's there's fear because he's changing the narrative of how it's been for a hundred years. Exactly. It's been I mean, the, I, it's been this very formal A to B to C type of type of thing and, and Trump is shape. I, I agree with you that yeah. he's uh, he, he's he's an interesting individual and I, I think that Biden is as well but I think that Trump really I do agree that Trump really has tested the the guys of the government and, and what they really yeah. and, and what they really are he's, he, he's making relationships with other countries <laughs> I'm not going to say good or bad yeah but he's making relationships yeah <laughs> Um, and I mean, I mean, if, if, if you do fact, you can fact check this, I'm pretty sure he's actually gotten the unemployment lower than what, um, Obama did. I've, I've heard that. I, I'm not gonna, I mean, I'm not granted gonna... except uh, outside of COVID, but see, that's, <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing though, is I've, I've heard that, but I've heard that from sporadic people. I haven't, CNN hasn't openly been like. 
he got unemployment. I mean, maybe they have. I don't know. But my, my view is just so fogged by the fact that anytime CNN is playing anywhere, it's Trump did this, Trump did that, Trump did this, Trump did that. And it's like, okay, we understand that he's kind of insane. But I mean, there's got to be some positives there. Certainly, there's got to be. You can't you can't sit here and tell me that he's done everything wrong. It takes a lot of skill to do everything wrong, like it does. True. And so that's <laughs> that's like the whole thing that I've been thinking about this week is like when I like I said, this is all from a personal standpoint. When I really look at like an election year and look at something like this, I know jack shit about it. But the thing Same. is, I'm being told what I should know about it by media and mass media. It's just my choice if I want to accept what I'm being told or not. And that that's the thing that I think is really starting to dwindle in our society is people have just given up deciding if they want to accept what they're being told. They just accept it because it's more convenient. Yeah. The what I was going to say that actually is like the the fact that we literally as we age or as generations pass, mm-hmm. we're becoming busier and busier. Yeah. In this in this knowledge era, that we don't want to spend time on things that we we don't need to. Politics is becoming one of those things that people don't want to pay attention to. It's just a bunch of old people. Um, granted, I, I, for, I, for, sure lack I of, <laughs> for lack of better terminology, yeah. <laughs> I, I I guess it's not probably not the right reason, but it, it, it's something that people aren't like looking aren't enthused about. So, but they do still feel that moral obligation to vote. But the, but they don't know why. Exactly. So so when you have the 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 it's a, this sword that kind of is created mm-hmm. is when you grow up in a family of Republicans or Democrats or whatever um, whatever party that your uh, your parents are affiliated with, you grow up learning that knowledge, learning what your parents got their news from from and. I'm going to say inherit those, those values. values. Um, and then of course, if you're, if you're, if you are not interested enough to do the fact checking and saying, I want to make sure that what I'm seeing is true, then it's just an automatic, I'm just going to vote for what my parents vote for. It's easy. It's simple. It gets me on with my life. See, that's what I was saying is when, when you to, to back up, when you look at, like I said, how important this seems to be, and I, I say that loosely, this seems to be, I look at it as like a test. Like typically you'd want to go into a test knowing at least a little bit, right? So you're not totally just sitting there trying to figure out what you're doing. That's right. You want to, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like the, the poll I'd be interested to see, that would be an interesting poll is to pull the American population and say, do you know? like exactly what you're voting for and if people said this this and that that would actually be so you look you you run a poll for for american citizens and the poll is you know who are you voting for okay xyz why are you voting for them well xyz and then they do that last comment and they fact check it against actual facts they say well okay these align these don't align these don't make any sense blah 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 my, my point is, is I think it'd be very interesting to poll the American population to see how many people, how many people are truly 110% informed 
and not doing it based off the fact they saw it on social media, not doing it based off the fact that they had inherent values from the parents, not doing it based off the fact that they just think it's a moral obligation, but doing it off the fact that they know and understand exactly what they are doing when they mark that checkbox. I would be interested to see how many people actually know exactly 110% what they're doing because of how important this is to America. I would be I'd be very curious to see how many of the actual percentage of the population actually 110% thoroughly understands this is what I'm doing this is why it's a good idea and this is why it'll work rather than I'm doing this because my mom was a republican and then she divorced my dad now my stepdad's a republican but then he beat my mom so now she's a democrat and <laughs> so I'm voting for Biden like stuff like that you know what I mean Yo I just want free healthcare See, stuff like that. Okay, you want free healthcare? What does that entail? Well, it means that I can break my leg and go to the doctor for free. No, it means that I have to pay more taxes and you're ignorant. <laughs> well, that dude's got to pay more taxes too, so... I don't get any... <laughs> I mean, that's true. But the fact is, that guy's an idiot and I hate him. It's true. It's stupid. But But I think that's the whole point of my little tirade is... How many people truly can say, I'm voting for Biden because XYZ and I know XYZ is true, or I'm voting for Trump because XYZ and I know XYZ is true? On my own accord, not because it was socially acceptable or because I'm afraid that my parents will not like me or because I'm afraid of this or that, the other thing, strictly because this is what is the right thing to do. And then you can go back into the conversation of, well, that's my viewpoint. Okay. But I think in order to have a valid viewpoint, you have to have some things that back that viewpoint up a little bit. Not all the way. They don't have to be all the way. But you have to have, in my opinion, valid reasons to have a viewpoint like that. You can't – I mean you, you can. You can say, well, I don't, like the, I don't like the color orange because it's stupid. That's an opinion. And the reason that that's your opinion is because orange is stupid. But I think opinions when it comes to something like this are need to be much more factually based. You can't say I'm voting for, for Biden because Trump is racist. Explain to me how he's racist. Well, because Sidney said he was. He wants to build a wall. <laughs> I've just, I've just heard so many, so many things, and I've never seen, without really researching, I've never seen substantiated evidence about any of what I've heard. But then at the same time, if I find substantiated evidence, how am I supposed to know that wasn't written by the same guy that told me that? Seriously, think about it. How? I mean, it, so I'm supposed to believe what you tell me, and then I see it again online, but then how do I know that's true? What if it's not true? What if it's literally someone out with a vendetta against the dude or against it? Not, not even against Trump, against Biden or, or whoever you want it to be. Kim Kardashian, I don't give a shit. It could no, but what my point is, is it could be anything because everybody's got bias against everybody else. That's just how the world works. Yep. But when it comes to something like this, bias should not ever exist. See, we just got to make everyone trade places for a day. Just make the the Republicans Democrats for a day and a Democrat. That is such a stupid idea. What are you Disney Channel? See, here's here's the thing. 
once you view the other side, you'll actually understand it, and then you can come up with a more constructive argument. I'll do you one better. Instead of doing some weird Freaky Friday shit that you just <laughs> talked about, what if for one second people sat down and didn't interrupt themselves during debates and answered questions that the American people want to hear and treat the whole thing professionally like a business? rather than a pissing contest to see whose dick's bigger. How do you know if they're telling the truth? Or if they're just saying what the American people want to hear? Okay, so then answer me this question. Would you rather have 45 minutes of two 77-year-old guys arguing back and forth with each other about literally just talking over each other so you can't understand what they're saying? Or would you rather have a debate where the moderator says, do you believe in this? And the candidate says this is i believe in this and this is why and then he goes to the other candidate says do you believe in this and the candidate says uh, this is what i believe in and this is why would you rather have that or would you rather have two grown-ass dudes <laughs> yelling over each other for 40 minutes on national television you pick you pick because remember your vote matters <laughs> who's the third where, where's the third party we, we need kanye west <laughs> It's funny you say that. Today, Kanye West tweeted a picture of a ballot, which I don't think you can do. But on the bottom, he checked a box that was empty and wrote, in, wrote his name in. <laughs> now, now th- what I'm getting at is somebody subtweeted that, or retweeted that and said, a vote for Kanye is a vote for Trump. Do not vote. Do not write Kanye West in. What? <laughs> The first comment, and I'm glad that someone actually said this, was, well, wouldn't that mean that you're being biased? I'm lost on why somebody would even put that. What? Like a Trump for Kanye is a Trump. A vote for a Trump. Vote for- because <laughs> Kanye, Kanye West endorses Trump. That's yeah. it. Okay. But the point is, that was still voter bias. 110%. True. Yeah. So even if I decided to vote third party and write Kanye West in, <laughs> then I'm still I'm I'm still on the chopping block for being biased. So it's a lose lose, and honestly, I think we should go to Australia because Australia looks pretty dope. Dude, we need to go. Oh wait, New Zealand. It's ba- that's basically like Australia. They just don't. They don't Brad, have, the have you seen the spiders at Australia? Have you seen the spiders in Africa? Uh, I don't ever want to see those spiders. I didn't either, but I had to deal with it. So, <laughs> no, dude, I've been I've been looking at Australia. Australia looks like a sweet place to live. See, I want to meet a kangaroo. I think that'd be the dope. Those are actually pretty aggressive, believe it or not. True. I, I bet they they kill somebody with their legs. They'll kick the shit out of you. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Absolutely. If I if I get to the day where I could fist bump a kangaroo. I can I can go I can die happily. <laughs> I'm gonna fist bump you to your head in a second. Well, I guess before you can fist bump my head. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of Drug Boys Basement. Interested in finding where else you can catch us? Follow us on Facebook. Find something you want the Drunk Boys to research and talk about next time. Let us know. And if you like hanging out, share our Facebook page. Catch you all next Friday. And remember, please listen responsibly. Uh, Bye.